Gregory Soto is an all-star yet again in some truly incredible timing by the world as the Detroit Tigers dropped two of three to the Chicago White Sox over the weekend and split the series as a whole, uh, ending the winning streak with now a losing streak. All today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Monday, July 11th. That is the date, 2022. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Sports Card Investor. You are going to love this. Today's episode is brought to you by the Sports Card Investor app. Welcome to the world of trading cards reimagined. Stay tuned later in the show for more information on this awesome new tool for collectors. You're going to want to check out the Sports Card Investor app. Uh, We'll talk about that later in the show. First, though, we got to talk about your Detroit Tigers. They drop two of three over the weekend to the Chicago White Sox. Uh, a truly remarkable implosion on Sunday uh, that was that was really infuriating and one of the most frustrating Tiger games I have watched in a long time. Some of the most upset I have been watching the Tigers all year. Um, look, there are and we'll, we will break down the game and then in the last segment we will break down Gregory Soto being an all-star and everything. We'll, we'll get to everything that happened over the weekend. But I don't mind Saturday if you win Sunday. I don't mind getting punched in the mouth and losing eight to nothing when you have a, a dude that shouldn't even be in the major leagues on the mound and and you get embarrassed at the plate by a dude who who's been pitching pretty decently this year. Um I'm I can live with Saturday. If you go out and take Sunday, because that's still three of four from Chicago, and that is still seven of your last eight and eight of your last 10. I can live with that. But catastrophically and and beautifully in the worst way possible, just imploding on Sunday and by a lot of different people. If you think that Sunday's loss is 100% Gregory Soto's fault, I, I don't know what to tell you. That's that's unbelievably, I don't even know how to describe that that take. That's That's not how the game of baseball works. We got shut out after the second batter of the game. Robbie Grossman dropped a, a fly ball that hung in the air for half an hour. Okay. <laughs> Gregory Soto's the, the first pitch he threw was a soft, usually routine ground ball to second base, but they were shifted. And that's a whole different thing. And and we'll get into the management later in the game too. Cause uh, I don't know. Everybody was, was furious on Sunday as was I rightfully so. And Soto does deserve blame as as well this is not a 
This is not a Gregory Soto apologist moment by yours truly, even though I have had a couple in the past, right? He, he He was not sharp after that pitch after the 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 what should have been routine ground ball to second base to get out of the inning uh he, he was not sharp after that and at the end of the day you're supposed to get in there and, and and close the door you're the highest leverage reliever on the team and you were put in the highest leverage situation and you came out of it losing you deserve blame you do but pinning anything all on one person when a game like this is blasphemy it's it's remarkably short-sighted i everybody loves a scapegoat in in the world of sports everybody loves one person that they can point to and just crap all over them and just it's completely their fault every big moment in sports history always has a scapegoat every every team that doesn't live up to expectations everybody wants one person well unfortunately This season is such a catastrophic failure that it's not just one person. It's not just Gregory Soto, the reason that this team is bad. It's not just one person on offense. The whole team is is historically bad offensively. Um, It's not just Scott Coolball. You know, we've had a ton of injuries on, on the pitching side of things. It's not just the people we bring up. To, to, to fill in those injuries in the pitching side of things. It's, it's everyone. This is a, a, an, an implosion of a season and Sunday's game was the highlight of an implosion of a game. And it was a, a, it was so horrid. So many people at, at, I don't even like saying at fault. Because I'm not going to sit here and rank whose fault it was the most that we lost. That's ridiculous and childish. That's dumb. I'm not doing that. They're all adults. (laughs) They all get paid (laughs) at least hundreds of thousands to, to, to play the game of baseball. It is much more than just a couple people's fault. Again, this team got shut out after the second batter of the game got shut out. We were Javi Baez continuing to inject nightmare fuel into the south side of Chicago away from getting shut out two games in a row. We had one swing that produced offense in the last two games of this series. It is not just the left fielder's fault. It is not just the the, the closer's fault. It, this entire team is, is a disaster. At the moment. And this is wild because we were on a six game winning streak. And this is possible to bounce back from. Again, if they went into Sunday and won, I then don't care about Saturday. What's the, I think Lou Pinella, every team wins 50, every team loses 50. It's what you do with the other 60 that determines how good of a team you are. You're going to get punched in the mouth sometimes. The best teams in baseball history got shut out sometimes and and lost by eight sometimes. It just happens. It's the game of baseball. But how you you rebound from those and, and how you play the next day is what's important. And they absolutely crapped the bed on Sunday in their what should have been bounce back game. 
to still take three of four from Chicago. So now you're back to what, 12, 13 games under 500. Uh, remarkably, I think you're a single digit amount of games out of the wild card still, which is kind of unbelievable to me. So I know I just spent the entire first segment talking about not actually breaking down any of the game, but it's just, it's, it's not everything has to be one person's fault, you know, golly. So Sunday did not go very well for a plethora of reasons. One, the Robbie Grossman error was not good. And I I, did, I never cared about the streak. Everyone acted like, oh, the, the errorless streak is like some big thing. Who cares? Seriously, who cared about that? I Maybe I'm just like in a, in a crabby mood because that was a horrible game to watch from literally the third batter on in the first inning. But I... Like, I never gave a dang about that. I Like, ever. This is going to be really hard to censor me for this show. I, I'm doing a good job so far. But it, it notice, know that it is taking a lot of effort and, and a lot of, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> a lot of effort being put forward to, to, to not just snap here for this one. But, like, who cared about that? Do people actually think that errors is what makes or breaks and like what determines if a defender is good still. I thought we kind of like left that in the past, like a decade ago. I didn't think that that was still a thing who possibly could have cared about the Robbie Grossman errorless streak. And honestly, thank goodness it's over. I'm very upset that it happened in the manner that it did. Um, But like Robbie Grossman is not like that good of a defender. He's been slightly a plus defender in left field, depending on what metrics you look at. Uh, He's been a minus defender in in right field slightly, and he's been a pretty below average defender for most of his career. Everybody's, oh, we have to talk about the fact that the the, the errorless streak is over, and let's take a look back, you know, the post game. Let's take a look at how, how good of and solid of a defender he's been over the last, like, four years since he last committed an error. What are you talking about? What are just ridiculous? So again, I I can't stand the fact that it ended in the way it ended. Golly. Um, But I'm almost glad I don't have to hear about it anymore because it it, like, who cares? Who, who cares about an airless streak from a corner outfielder, man? Like I, whatever. So that, that was not good. It was really not good. And then, Greg, I guess we're going with Sunday first. I, I wanted to go in order. I wanted to start with Friday, but apparently we're going with Sunday first because I'm just on a tear right now. Uh, so we'll get in. We'll just finish up Sunday. We'll, we'll just go Sunday first because that's the recent one. You're listening to this on Monday. That's the game you want to hear about. Then we'll recap the rest of the weekend. We're not going to spend too much time on Saturday, honestly. We'll talk a little bit about it, but there's really not that much to talk about. And then we will go to Friday. We'll talk about a, a nice win and a nice bounce back performance from Tarek Skubal. And then we'll talk about Gregory Soto in the All-Star game. We will talk about everything that happened this weekend. But first, I got to tell you all about our friends over at Athletic Greens. This is a company that and a product that I use literally every single day. Uh, it's just one scoop of their vitamins and minerals into a cup of water. And you have all the vitamins and minerals your body needs on a daily basis 
there, right, right there in the morning before you eat breakfast. I, I do it every single morning before I eat breakfast, right when I roll out of bed. Just drink some water with uh, with some powder in there, some green powder in there, and I'm um, set for the day. And I really do notice the difference. It's remarkable. It's something that I, I live by now. I tell all my friends about it. I've re-upped it several times. It's, it's fantastic. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free. It contains one, less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, no artificial anything. It's fantastic it supports better sleep quality better mental clarity better gut health better digestive health uh there's a ton of anti-aging people that are big on it 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 really is like the next big thing um it's amazing and it's less than three dollars a day so investing in your health is cheaper than your cold brew habit that you have every morning it's amazing athletic greens is really great Tarek skubel uh talked about you know using it there i think during spring training is when he posted about it uh, so some athletes use it and to make it easy, athletic green is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, everybody. Welcome back to our second segment here at Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. Um, okay, so let's just finish talking about Sunday. We're already talking about it. Let's just finish talking about Sunday. Um, I guess we can just kind of cut straight to the chase and just go straight to the eighth inning. Um, Tigers at the time are what is it? Two, two at that point. Right. Uh, so <laughs> Robbie Grossman makes the air. We already talked about that, whatever it was not. Well, he clearly lost it in the sun. He was running all over the left field. Um, and he certainly has not been hitting even close to well enough to justify, uh, playing anything, but honestly, stellar defense like Jonathan scope struggled at the plate. Um, he might already have gold glove locked up, but and it's not even we're weeks away from the all-star break and Jonathan scope might already have the gold glove for second base. Like he might as well just get it sent to him now on July 10th. So like, that's at least, you know, scope. has been, been really struggling at the play. I guess the last during the, the, the win streak, he was on a heater there, but um, so for the last week he's been solid, but on the season, he's been really brutal, but at least he's got that going for him. Robbie Grossman has had not a whole lot of nothing going for him I haven't haven't had a whole lot of anything rather going for him um it, it's been a really really brutal season and after that play today you got to start thinking uh, I, I don't know if days are limited I really don't they might still think that they can get something for him trade value wise which is why they keep sending him out there but I I really don't think a that he has any trade value at the present moment um and b he certainly has not been helping your team win ball games. So I, I will be interested to see his future, especially with Akil Badu raking down in AAA. He's been uh, hitting the ball really well, especially against the lefties, which is a big thing that people have always pointed to for Akil. So uh, I'll be interested to see what moves, you know, Willie Castro's an easy target to go after for a demotion as well. But uh, with the way Grossman's then been playing, it would not shock me 
if uh, if he got a move as well. Um, but like you also have room on the 40 man. Like you don't necessarily, you're not strapped to add somebody else. I don't know. I go back and forth on it a lot. Um, but underlining point, he has had a really, really rough season. So uh, not, not great there. And then Michael Fulmer was pitching and, and a lot of people were like, well, you know, Michael Fulmer needs to get kept in the game. Um, there, there's a few things there. One, Michael Fulmer was getting hit hard this outing. This was not a, a Michael Fulmer masterclass performance by any stretch. Um, he and, and he was getting outs. You know, I'm not saying it was it was a terrible performance that he got rocked or anything, uh, but he was giving up a lot of hard contact in this uh, in this outing. Um, average exit velocity on 12 pitches and three balls put in play uh, was almost 99 miles an hour. He, he was getting hit very, very hard. And, and again, at the end of the day, he was still getting outs uh, put on him. And, and then Robbie Grossman dropped the ball and he should have just gotten out of the inning. It shouldn't have even been uh, this shouldn't even be a discussion. At the end of the day, Robbie Grossman's the reason that the inning continued to go on and on and on. So that that shouldn't have even been a problem. But uh, he got hit pretty hard. And then they walk Jose Abreu. And then you have two on and you have a lefty coming up and not only a lefty coming up, you have a lefty coming up that has like not been good. He's been incredible this series, but he, he hasn't been good uh, on the season. So like going to Soto, like if you want to argue Chafin, like hindsight's 2020, like sure. If you, if you're screaming, like it should have been Chafin all along, whatever that that's fine. But at the end of the day, if you're highest leverage guy in your bullpen, if you're the manager, if the person you believe is the highest leverage guy in your bullpen is a lefty, that's the situation you go to them in. That, that's the definition of the situation you go to them in. So he goes to Greg, and the first, the very first pitch of the outing is a, a pretty routine ground ball, and we're shifted and I don't understand the shift there. I don't understand a shift with two outs and with the a, a flamethrower on the mound, right? For a, Then they pinch hit A.J. Pollock, who's a righty, right? So they, they don't leave Gavin Sheets in the game. You have a righty up. Why, why are you bringing everybody to the pull side with two outs in an inning and a runner in scoring position? with a guy who throws a hundred on the mound. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me personally. Uh, and I'm sure if you look into the analytics, you know, everything AJ does is analytically inclined. So I'm sure that AJ Pollock pulls the ball a lot more than, than he, he pushes the ball and that's why they did it. And, and that's all fine and dandy, but and, and again, hindsight's 2020, I can say this pretty easily right now, but in the moment, maybe it was different. I'm just very frustrated and you could have gotten out of that inning like three separate times and they failed all of them. Every single one. You dropped a fly ball. You had a ground ball. You could have just been a closer and struck somebody out. I mean, goodness, you know, Eloy afterwards, that, that was a pretty rough at, at bat for Greg. Um, not, not, not too effective. Missed a lot of spots in that at bat. Just Everything that could have possibly have gone wrong in that inning did. And and again, it's everybody's fault. Greg didn't hit spots. Robbie should have ended the inning. Uh, 
ah, man, the shift, everything. So that's that situation. We have that all out of the way. Um, the offense in this one, there's not a lot to talk about because again, you got shut out after the second batter of the game. Uh, Michael Kopech is clearly dealing with something, whether it's just dead arm and he just needs a little bit of time or whether it's an actual injury. His velocity was down like three miles an hour from his average exit from his average pitch velocity on the season. This is a dude who, who averages usually on the season has averaged 95 miles an hour for his average fastball velocity. And today his max pitch, his fastest pitch he threw was 94 and his average was like 92 and you couldn't take advantage. The first inning, his command was putrid. His second inning, his command wasn't even that great. And you let, let him settle in with not even close to his best stuff and still just kind of shove, honestly, after the first like inning and a third. Inexcusable. And you have to you have to jump all over that. You have to highlight that. And, and, and they didn't. And then you just got shut down by a pretty solid, a pretty darn good White Sox bullpen. So, uh, again, you, you, you had opportunities. You had a lot of opportunities to win this ballgame. And you did not take advantage of any of them. And nobody took advantage of any of them. That's Sunday. We'll do a, a, a quick hit on Saturday after the break. And then we'll do... Uh, Tarek Skubal and the offense on Friday. We'll try to end on a good note, but then we'll talk about the all-star game. We'll talk about it all. First, though, got to tell you all about our friends over at Sports Card Investor. Very, very cool new app. Welcome to the world of sports cards reimagined. The Sports Card Investor app is the hobby's most powerful resource. You can quickly check the value of your favorite cards, find great details, and profit from the hobby you love available for free on the Google Play and Apple App Stores. Sports Card Investor app is a must-have for baseball fans. Uh, it's completely free. You can easily browse over 630,000 cards from every spot, from every sport, rather, with hundreds more added each week. You can check the latest values, your favorite cards, seven-day, 30-day charts. It's super cool. They, they have, like, trends for, for prices. You can see, you know, is this card trending up or down in far, as far as value? You can see whether it's trending as far as popularity. Um, it, it's super cool, and it, it really is a must-have if that's like a hobby of yours like it is for myself. Um, if, if you're into buying and selling cards, that's obviously a, a very valuable resource. If you're just into, you know, I, I want a specific card to add to my collection, and I want it at its lowest, you know, pricing or whatever, it really is for all whatever y- your interest is with sports trading cards. This app is is pretty perfect for you. So definitely check it out. Go download the Sports Card Investor app today. It's available for free in the Google Play and Apple stores or go to sportscardinvestor.com backslash locked on. All right. Welcome back to our third and final segment here at Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Um, that's like my intro. I don't know why I just said that in the third segment. Thanks for making us your first listen every day, though. Okay, so we're done with Sunday. We're done. I'm done talking about it. I've pretty much spent each of the first two segments talking about it. That wasn't even my intention, but there was a lot to cover, a lot of discussion and and narratives being had, and I think we need to discuss all of them. Uh, So Sunday, done. We're done talking about it until we talk about the All-Star game, I guess. Saturday, 
uh, you got completely shut out. So not a whole lot to talk about on the offensive end. Uh, no one was very good. And Johnny Cueto, who in 2022, Johnny Cueto just turned back the clock and, and shoved against you. And he's been pretty decent this season. Um, but it's still Johnny Cueto in 2022. And I expect a little bit more out of the offense than him going eight innings, no walks, five Ks. That's, that's not acceptable. It's not acceptable against anybody. Nonetheless, 2022, Johnny Cueto, uh, Hill pitched in this one. He wasn't sharp. The, the stuff, I still think the stuff plays. I really don't mind the stuff from him. Um, the thing is the command in this one was really brutal, really brutal command. Um, could not locate really much of anything. Breaking ball, the the splitter changeup thing, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the fastball, really just just not very good command. Let a lot of stuff that cut in, a lot of stuff that was just placed in. Um, not not great, not great. So not too much to discuss there. He was option to AAA as well. Um, pretty, I, I mean, makes sense. Uh, Drew Carlton's back. Uh, just we, we need dudes that that are going to eat innings. And, um, yeah, I guess they don't have too much faith that he can provide too much more valuable innings for the team. Uh, we will see what they do. We still have several doubleheaders this month. We have one still before. We have one tomorrow. Today, as you're listening to this, we, we have a, a doubleheader on Monday, July 11th, which is today as you're listening to this. Um, so we'll see who they call up and who they want to start in those games. And then we have a doubleheader, I think, like right after the All-Star break, too. So it might not be the last we see of them. But uh, for now, sent back to AAA. Um, I, like, should never ha have – was there no no intention of him pitching at the major league level in 2022 going into the season. So the fact that we even got one good start out of him is kind of a plus. Um, that, and that's just so frustrating to even say because we're in year six of the rebuild and, like, we're hanging our hat on one good start of a – prospect golly anyway uh the bullpen in this one will vest did not look very sharp he struggled again on saturday uh, and then jason foley didn't look very sharp either uh that's the first time he, he's been pretty sharp lately did not look good on saturday though and then cody clemens pitches whatever okay let's go to friday Tarek scoobal seven to five win this one was a really fun game and that's frustrating that we go from like really fun game to well it was fun in the sense that it, it was exciting from start to finish it shouldn't have been that fun uh but they had a a nice little rally there jason foley struggled on friday as well so i guess that's two outings in a row um but before this series he had been good i guess is what i'm trying to say but uh joe jimenez looked good jason foley we already just talked about tyler alexander did not look uber sharp in this one, but he did have some seeing eye stuff. And then Michael Fulmer goes out there and gets the job done at the end of the game, uh, which Gregory Soto did not pitch in that one because he pitched in so many pitches on uh, Thursday's game. So they hold on to the win here. Um, the offense, I thought, in Friday's game was not as good at – I've been saying this a lot lately, but I, I, I don't think that the offense was as good as like the run total showed. Like we scored seven runs. I didn't think the offense was seven runs good. Um, we had eight hits. 
we had eight hits and three walks. So we had 11 base runners and seven runs on 11 base runners is great as an offense. Like congratulations. Um, but I don't think that's super sustainable. Two extra base hits. You, you had a double from Javi, and then you, obviously you had to go ahead home run by Jamer Candelario. Uh, most of the damage in this one came after the, well, all the damage came after the fifth inning. Really beat up on their bullpen, with, which is good. But Giolito has not been very good this year, and he kind of shoved against you through five, and then you kind of got to him in the sixth there, which is good, and and ultimately ultimately led to a victory. So that's fine. Um, but I, I, even throughout this entire win streak, I've said multiple times on this show, man, like I, I don't have a ton of confidence in this offense, even though we're winning games. Like it hasn't been – the bats didn't really like just all of a sudden wake up and, and, and just like we're hitting the ball really hard and there's a ton of extra base hits and people are hitting a ton of homers now. Like that's not really the case. It, it, it's still been like one or two extra base hits a game. Um, and, and just some of the clutch situational hitting has been good. And some of the managing decisions to, to drive runs in have been solid, but, uh, it hasn't been really like a reinvented brand new offense. It's just been Riley green. And then the same old story from a lot of other people. And I think Saturday and Sunday prove my point. I think that that proves my, my, my point on what I was trying to say is this offense is still very much here. We, we, again, outside of one swing, we got shut out two games in a row outside of a, a, a hobby home run at the beginning of, of Sunday's game. So still unbelievably frustrating. The offense is still very much prevalent. That's the weekend. We had a six game win streak. We turn around and then lose the next two in a row and get pretty much embarrassed in those two games. Um, even though Sunday's game was closer, it was honestly far uglier. I was much more uh, sad and, and upset watching Sunday's game than I was Saturday. So there's your weekend recap. Let's quickly get to Gregory Soto to the all-star game. We have to cram all this into one because then we have a double header tomorrow. So we got two more games to talk about then. So we do have, I'm sorry, we have to cram a lot into one show. And I, I kind of rambled at the beginning, which probably leads to why this is going to go over 30 minutes. Um, so, so my fault, but Gregory Soto named the all-star for the Detroit Tigers, every team has to have a representative, and Gregory Soto is ours. Um, initial reaction, not my pick. Not even really close to my pick. Um, he throws the ball hard, and if, you know, at the All-Star game, if he gets an opportunity to pitch, everybody from around the, around the league will get to go, oh my goodness, the Tigers have a dude that throws 100-mile-an-hour sinkers, that's cool, whatever. Um, we went to the same thing last year. Last year, I thought he actually deserved it. This year, I don't. Alex Lang was my pick. Uh, everybody immediately wants to know who, you know, well, who should it have been, whatever. Um, who should it have been? It shouldn't have been anybody. We the the Everybody has to have one representative is the only reason we've had an all-star for the last half a freaking decade. It shouldn't have been anyone. This team is, is is over 10 games under 500. The season was over as far as uh, can you make the playoffs in May. No one deserves it. But everybody has to have one. So it's going to be our closer that can throw hard. Um, I think Alex Lang deserved it. I think he can still check the box of marketability. 
in the all-star game. I think he can still, you know, check the box of like, uh, like his whiff rate is one of the highest in baseball. I think he can still check the box of like, wow, the Tigers have this dude that has filthy stuff. Like, look at this sinker. Look at this curveball. This is crazy. This dude should, should be, you know, build the Tigers bullpen around him going forward. I still think you can check all the boxes of marketability uh, and still give it to someone that, that I think actually deserved it. He's got a lower ERA than Greg. He's got a lower whip than Greg. He's got better advanced metrics than Greg. Um, it's just he's not the closer. And that's pretty much the only reason that I think Greg got the nod. Um, I think Michael Fulmer deserved it ahead of Gregory Soto. And Michael Fulmer wouldn't have been my selection. As I said, I, I think mine would have been Alex Lang. But I think Fulmer probably still deserved it over Greg as well. None of the hitters deserved it. If, if you're about to come on here and say that, you know, Javi Baez or, or somebody deserved it over Gregory Soto, that's, that's you know, Luda. That's that's ludicrous. But um, none of the starters deserved it. It was looking like Tarek Skubal for a while. But uh, after his last, his most recent start was solid. But his five before that kind of ruined that opportunity. It was always going to be a reliever. That was unavoidable. Because that's what bad teams get. Bad teams, all-star representatives, are just random relievers. That's how it works. That's how it's always worked. So it was always going to be a reliever. And I don't think they picked the right one. And the fact that it happened on a day where he couldn't get the final out in an inning is... Something that a lot of people are really mad about right now, which they probably have every right to be. Uh, but I think a year from now, I'll probably look back and giggle a little bit. Honestly, I thought it was funny today. But I can't put that out there because people would have been mad, even though I'm doing it right now. Maybe 24 hours is enough time. I kind of thought it was funny. Not funny in the sense of like, ha ha, I find amusement out of the fact that my team sucks. Because that's certainly not the case. Uh, but funny in the sense of like what else can you do but laugh at this point this season has been so comically bad what else can you do besides just laugh at that it made me laugh i'll, I'll admit it maybe like like this is my joker moment laugh but like it did make me laugh golly so there you have it gregor soto's your all-star for the second straight season he's your only Detroit Tigers representative. Um, hope he looks good. Hope he doesn't give up a home run like last year. You know, at least hopefully we can get something like that. But um, yeah, my, my pick was Alex Lang. And I think by the looks of social media, it looks like most people's picks was Michael Fulmer, uh, which again, I still would have voted. If Alex Lang didn't exist, I still would have picked Fulmer over Greg. But uh, my top pick was was Alex Lang. So uh, for whatever that's worth, which is pretty much nothing. So there you have it. Super encouraging, positive, just oozing with positivity episode. We didn't even really talk about Tarek Skubal. Tarek Skubal looked really good on, uh, on Friday, really quickly. I'm so sorry. Tarek Skubal looked, looked really solid. Um, also shot at Drew Hutchinson who just showed up and gave his first quality start in six years. That's pretty cool. But, uh, you know, it was all for not, but I thought he looked really good. Um, so 
that's nice. Maybe he'll continue to make spot starts, which is even though it's just, you know, he looked good. That's still really embarrassing to be at this point in a rebuild and, and have that. Um, so yeah, shot at Drew Hutchinson, really solid performance, missed a lot of barrels and, uh, and, and got some whiffs, but I, I'd like a rotation in which Drew Hutchinson wasn't a part of it as much as I appreciate him. You know what I mean? I feel like that's not offensive. Tarek Skubal, uh, this is such a long show. I'm so frustrated still. Uh, it's taking a lot to not just freak out. Um, it's taking actual effort to try and remain somewhat calm. Derek Skubal was great after the first inning on Friday. Uh, really, really solid pitch mix. The thing that jumps out you the most is his four-seam fastball was used the second least out of all of his pitches. He used his changeup, his sinker, and his slider all more than his four-seam fastball. Had a 15 whiffs in 91 pitches and a 31 CSW percentage. Uh, average exit velocity under 90 miles an hour. He, he was all around really, really solid, especially if you just remove that that really rough first inning. He settled into a groove and 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 really found uh, – was hitting his spots a lot better. His command was a lot better. All around really, really solid. So shout out to Tarek. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't go more in depth, but we, we had so much to cover today and have so much to cover tomorrow that I was kind of forced to cover it all today. So uh, And this show is already long. So I'm sorry for the length. I'm sorry for, for everything. I'm sorry for your Sunday, honestly. I, I don't want to add to your frustration that is carried over from the ridiculousness that we just had to watch on Sunday, July 10th. So if I added to that and uh, and, and you're like, this kid is a clown on the mic, I apologize. Um, I, I genuinely don't want to make your Tigers fandom any worse than it is. So hopefully... We can go out there, and and I don't want this again. I, I, this is really a pessimistic episode, and I know that. And uh, if we go in and and win two on Monday, then I, I will get on here and be in a significantly better mood. Um, and and splitting with the White Sox and sweeping Cleveland and and winning two and, and getting off on the right foot here against Kansas City, um, could could all be you know, might maybe just a blip in the radar and, and maybe this team is, is performing better. And I, I shouldn't let one game get to me like that. And that's all totally fair. And I know I'm going to see a lot of those comments, but um, it's just the team is still like 12 or 13 games under 500. There's still a long ways to go to, to get this fan base back on like the, we believe in you uh, side and, and the fans deserve better. And yeah, we all deserve better. And um, yeah, I'm not going to tell anybody how to be a fan. So if that's your opinion, go for it. Okay, I'm done. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. Now make your second listen, Locked On MLB Prospects. Uh, Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia. He's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. He's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Okay, I am really done. I don't even have anything else to say. Peace and love. Going to therapy is dope. And I will catch you all tomorrow, hopefully recapping two wins in a day. Go Tigers, baby.